Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan. For the fans of the Houston Astros, here is your host, Rob Fontenot. All right, guys, now I'm joined by Jake Kaplan from The Athletic. Jake, thanks for jumping on with me real quick. Yeah, how are you How are you today? I'm doing good. I mean, yesterday, I guess it was yesterday when Springer signed with the Blue Jays, right? It was late at night Tuesday. I was I was half asleep. But, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I didn't wasn't full, fully asleep yet. Uh, but, yeah, late, late Tuesday night is at least when the word came out. It, you know, who knows what had actually happened. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not to the point of like the team announcing it yet. So I guess there's still the physical and all that stuff, but, uh, yeah, Springer's a blue Jay. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, in my opinion, six years, 150 million, the Astros were never going to do that. Right. No, I mean, I, I don't even know if they would do four years, a hundred million. Like they, it's just not really their MO, um, to do these long-term free agent contracts. Um, you know, it's, I don't, and I shouldn't, I should couch that by saying I have no idea what was offered by the Astros. I'm just, um, like, I have no inside knowledge on what their best contract offer was. But based on history, um, once a, one of these guys becomes a free agent, they're pretty much gone. Uh, you know, these analytical, economic based front offices, which is pretty much all of them now, uh, you know, they view free agency as the most inefficient market. Um, and the Astros have always kind of abided by that. You know, their model is is uh, draft and develop and then make some shrewd trades along the way and basically squeeze as much value out of those six six or seven years of control before, um, you know, those guys go elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, he's 31, and, I mean, I don't think it's a good deal for the Blue Jays, but, I mean – in a win now type situation, I think it is. But looking ahead, the last two years of his contract, he's going to be 36 and 37 years old. Right. I mean, so they yeah, made. I, yeah. I I was I, I thought he would get five years, uh, 125. That was kind of my prediction. Uh, so he ended up getting one year and 25 million more. And and you know, I think Toronto has to work extra hard to lure people, lure players. Um, you know, because they're in Canada. Um, so I, I think they kind of have to pay a tax in a way of, of overpaying, but they, they, um, you know, if, if you, I mean, I guess overpaying is the wrong word because you don't, we don't know what it's going to end up being, you know, maybe it's an underpay if he outperforms it, but, um, what some people would perceive as an overpay. Um, I, I, they have so many young controllable players that aren't making money yet that I think it makes sense for them. Um, because he's kind of like, the, you remember when the Nationals signed Jason Worth um, after they had like drafted Harper and Strasburg? It kind of like signaled their turn to contention. And Jason Worth didn't live up to the contract on the field, but 
it was kind of like the culture changer in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. I think that's kind of what this is in a way for the Blue Jays, like kind of signals that they're, they're in it now. Um, they're, they're like a legit contender and, um, you know, you're right though. The end of that contract might not be super pretty. And, uh, you know, I think he's probably got what two years left of center field before he's a right fielder, maybe. Yeah. Um, which is not, I mean, he's a good, he would be a good right fielder anyway, but like, right. Yeah. There's, that's the risk in these, in these long-term deals. That's, that's a big reason why the Astros don't do them and, uh, why they don't pay older players very often. I mean, they did it with Verlander and they got all of one start out of it. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I understand like the model of the Astros is frustrating for fans who are sentimental about these players, but none of this should surprise anyone. I mean, it's, it's been the case since, since the Luno years and they let, you know, Keiko walk and Cole walk and yeah. Morton, Morton and Marvin Gonzalez and Will Harris. Like it's just, this is just how they, how they do it. Yeah. I'm, I wasn't surprised at all. And, um, uh... I mean, no one knows the negotiations, you know, or if Springer even had a chance to stay here, but he's definitely going to be someone that will always be loved by Astro fans. I mean, he was that very first piece. I mean, even though Altuve was here, he was that very first, like, draft pick from the tanking years and, you know, the heart and soul, the club Astros. Like, he's a big part of the Astros for the last, like, part of seven years, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's one of their best players in, in team history. Um, he's the only World Series MVP in team history. Uh, and you're right, his his kind of prospect trajectory and call-up was like a big turning point. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I think he, he did well for himself. I mean, he really should have been a free agent last year. Um, if the Astros hadn't manipulated his service time when he was a prospect, he would have right. he would have cashed it. He would have cashed in even more. But I think even so, and despite you know being in a, in a pandemic market, like took, it took longer than he probably would have wanted, but he ended up doing pretty well for himself. Do you think the uh, manipulation of his service time had anything to do with it? I don't. I just think it's the Astros. I mean, they're not going to sign him no matter what. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think the driving force is always the the, the offer, right? The final creation offer. Yeah. And so we can say right now, like, let's call, let's like, if you want to say that the Correa arbitration thing, you know, the you could you could argue they're risking bad blood or all that stuff. But like, at the end of the day, if they're not making a competitive offer, they're not going to get him back anyway. So like, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down like. 99% of these free agents go where the most money is. And, right. um, you know, and there's a reason the Astros never re-signed these guys because they're never the one to offer the most money. They're, and they're rarely even, you know, with these marquee guys, they're rarely even, you know, serious players. Um, and like I said earlier, I don't know what the Springer offer was, but, like, I'd be surprised if it was more than four years given their track record and given their – they haven't signed a player for more than two years and, and since Josh Reddick. Like, but think about that. Every single free agent contract since Josh Reddick has been one or two years. Yeah. You were talking about Toronto. We, we brought it up earlier, like a win now. I mean, they have Vlad Guerrero Jr., uh, Biggio, Bichette, 
And I'm, I'm not sure about their pitchers, but, I mean, you add Springer and Brantley to that. You got Teoscar Hernandez and Yuli Gurriel's brother. I mean, they're pretty talented. So if they do yeah, bring both of these guys in, they're going to – If they, if the Brantley thing comes through and their outfield is Brantley, Springer, Teoscar, I mean, that, that might be the best outfield in baseball. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of reminds me of that. They could probably flip some of their excess outfielders for pitching, whether it's Randall Grichik or Lourdes Curiel. I think there's more moves for them to make there. Yeah, they they resemble the Astros. You know, they had all the Springer and Correa and all these young kids, and then they, you know, 2017. You know, they get Josh Reddick, they get Brian McCann, they. You know, they sign all these veterans. So it, it is that, I mean, it seems like they're using the same mold. Uh, let me ask you this. Did you, you read about the, the Mets GM? Yes, of course. Do you think that had anything to do with uh, him going to Toronto or it's just where whoever gives the most money? I think, I think ultimately it's whoever gives the most money. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. It seemed to me the last couple of weeks um, after the Mets traded for Lindor that the Springer buzz kind of calmed a little bit as it relates to them. Mm. I think, I think uh, they're, they're not too far from the luxury tax threshold after adding Lindor. And I think, um, you know, once they made that trade, I think it kind of diminished the odds of, of the Springer uh, signing there just, just from a, like a pure math money standpoint. Um, but yeah, I mean, now, you know, we'll see what they do next because they still need probably a center fielder. Yeah. Um, the Mets do, but so do many other teams like the Astros and the Red Sox. And, <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's, Jackie Bradley's kind of the only one out there now, but uh, I guess you could trade for someone. Yeah. Bernie and Pleskoff. He just said uh, that the Brantley thing was pending physical. Now everybody's going back and forth. But he also tweeted that the Astros' payroll last year, if there would have been a full season, was 209. And right now it's sitting at 160. 209 is low. It was higher than that. Or it would have been. It was before. It was closer to 230, I believe. For well, let's we have to couch it. Calculate payroll different ways. There's oh, like yeah. straight. Oh, there's like straight 2020 payroll. Like how much did you pay these players? And then there's luxury tax payroll, uh, which is the average annual value of each contract, and that's really what matters in these calculations. So for av- for their luxury tax payroll, it was it was going to be like 230 ish, um, and then they prorate it. Uh, you take out Joe Smith, it was probably a little lower than that, but. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean their payroll definitely be down this year. I mean they're not they're going to be under the luxury tax. There, it was it was always a one year thing for them. Uh, to, to once they like kind of coinciding with the Greinke trade, like they're going to go for it for this one year. They're willing to pay the luxury tax, and uh, then they dip back under. Um, you know, so they're yeah their payroll's definitely going to be down from, from what it was last year. Okay, let me ask you one. I know you got to go here in a second, so real quick. No, I'm good. Oh, okay. Um, like, how much do you think Jackie Bradley, like, how much is he worth? I don't even know what that guy makes. I mean, I think his value would go up now that he's the last center fielder left if there's teams that need one. I don't know. but Yeah, I don't know either. It's tough 
to really gauge the market in the wake of the pandemic. I mean, my gut would be like three times 10 or three times 12 for Bradley, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know what he made in the past in arbitration. It doesn't matter a ton. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect the, I, back to the same old argument. Like I really don't expect the Astros to sign these like free agents that are more than like the one or two year deal guys. Like at least this off season, like I, I think they're more likely to kind of get creative with it and uh, maybe trade for an outfielder. Um, maybe sign someone later in the off season who's, uh, they think of undervalued. Like I, I, I'd be surprised if Jackie Bradley was where they were going to end up. But, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's also like, I don't exactly know who's out there in the trade market. Is it Andrew Benintendi? Is it Randall Grichik? Um, is it someone no one's talking about? Like, um, John Peterson. I've heard his name come up. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the thing is, like, when they, I don't, I think they need, a, like, someone who's, like, a decent defender. Yeah. You know, because Alvarez is blocking the DH spot, and Tucker is not exactly a great defender. Like, I think they need to, like, this is my opinion. I, I like, they need someone who can play in the field every day and, and be at least average. Um, and Peterson's more of like a platoon player, you know. Um, he's a good one, but you know he's not going to start against lefties. So then, who starts in his place? You know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's even as the Astros, it's probably someone we're not even talking about <laughs> uh, that'll pop up out of nowhere on the trade market. And, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, uh, it's always interesting to me that like every off-season fans expect them to sign all these players and they never do. Yeah. And fans don't like reset their expectations. It's just so we're, it's like the same song and dance every year. Like we're going to have the same conversation with Correa in a year. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like they just, it's just the, the team's model is not to, um, you know, not to spend big in free agency. It's more, uh, the draft and develop model. So let's say, uh, we don't sign anybody new. Who's leading off for the Astros in 2021? Altuve, Kyle Tucker, Miles Straw. Like, who would be the leadoff guy? Um. Well, I think they'll add someone. Yeah, I know. I just don't. I just, I just don't think it's gonna be the sexy name that everyone hopes for. Um. It's tough to read Dusty because he <laughs> made some weird lineups that I would have never put out there last year, like having Miles Straw lead off for about second. Like, like Miles Straw should probably be back eighth or ninth. Yes, um, I agree. You know, if, if I was running the lineup, I would I would seriously consider Bregman a lead off just because he's such a tough at bat for pitchers. He's the toughest at bat on the team. He walks a lot. Um, you know, I think he would be the. I think he should be, if not one, he should be two. But, uh, you know, Altuve has done it before, so he's a definitely a candidate. But he's also coming off of a terrible season, so how do you balance that? Um, ultimately, batting order doesn't matter a ton. Yeah. But it will be different to see a new name at the top for the first time since, what, May, May of 2016 when A.J. Hinch switched up uh, – I think Altuve was there, right? And then when the team was 
in that awful start the first six weeks of that season the whole carlos gomez disaster uh, <laughs> they switched he switched springer and the team started to do better whether that's you know why he, they started to do better i don't know but he was there ever since i know 17 18 and 19 he led the season off with a uh lead off yeah. home run and that's he's the only yeah, person to ever do that it's funny though i think the analytics people would tell you that he shouldn't he shouldn't be a lead off because you're yeah you know you, you know these you're you're limiting your output on those solo home runs exactly yeah last year i mean in 2019 he had 39 home runs yeah and that's somebody you want batting third or fourth but it really only matters the first time through right like, right uh, that's what batting order is extremely overrated. Like it, it's fun for us to talk about and write about, but like it doesn't matter that much. Okay, let me ask um, you this. I got time for one more question. I got to run after this. Okay, last one. I, I was I've been curious if the scandal is going to hurt the Astros' chance of landing free agents, even though there's, you know, they're probably not going to go after any big names anyway, and. So far, they got Ryan Stanek and Pedro Baez. I mean, that doesn't answer the question. Do you think like a big name guy is going to want to come here and get booed next year? It's a good question, and I've been wondering the same. And I don't know if there's any real possible way for us to be able to tell. Unless, unless somebody signs, right? Unless like a free agent, I would be says that. Like the Astros obviously aren't going to say that. They've had a hard time because that would just there's no reason for them to, to admit that publicly. Yeah. Um, so you have to hear it from a free agent themselves. I mean, it's also like we know their, their history of free agency. They're not usually, they're, they're never really ones to win a bidding war on the marquee guys. So, mm-hmm. you know, how much did that, that's probably a bigger deal. But, um, you know, I think it's a question that people are going to have for a few years until uh, – the roster continues to turn over, but we might never really get a firm answer. Right. And every player might be different, right? There might be some pitchers or hitters who hold a, have a different opinion than others, right? It's a very polarizing issue. Not everyone has exactly the same level of, of vitriol, you know? So it could, it could depend on the specific person. Yeah. James Click said it hadn't affected it at all, but like I said, I mean, we would, we'll never know. What do you, what do you expect them to say? If, 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 you know, <laughs> like, I know, yeah. If, if, if it did, like he would, he would be, he would not. I don't think any GM would admit that. But, right. He's uh, like, well, uh, you know, the scandal's really cutting back on people wanting to sign here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think that'd be a great business move. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I don't think this was ever going to be their off season where they spent a ton. Um, you know, I, I think with all the money coming off the books after 2021 like that's going to be the true test of james quick and his philosophy do they go all in on one of these marquee shortstops because uh, there's going to be five of them not just Correa, or do they spread the money out to a few starting pitchers a catcher or first baseman but they will have next offseason probably more need than they've had in a long time for offseason right so, I think this, this free agency period is always going to be kind of a, a transition one in a way. And next year is going to be like the true test. All right, Jake. I appreciate you coming on, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, thanks. thanks. See you later. All right, guys. That was Jake Kaplan.
uh, from The Athletic covering the Astros. I appreciate him coming on, and I appreciate you tuning into this episode of Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Make sure to subscribe so that way you will be alerted when there is a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.